And on the other side, the companies have to really give you also that room to grow, that room to experiment, that room to fall, not to fail, but to fall. And when you fall to make things better, to you reiterate. I mean, that's what IT is all about, right? Agile development, agile software development is a really taking reiterations after reiteration and making the product so much better than it was before. That's the same kind of mindset we have to apply to our candidates that work within our companies. Welcome to Tech Inspired. My name is Priska and I am your host today. With this podcast, we want to inspire and empower more women to start a career in tech. We interview you on a regular basis exciting guests from the tech industry who share their stories, insights and career advice. Let's get started to build your best career in tech. Today, I am welcoming Claudia. Claudia and I, we have met about two years ago, I think it's almost, through a common friend at Salesforce, where she was working at the time. And she introduced us because you have quite an impressive career in the tech industry. And you joined us for an event on this topic. And I thought it would be a great opportunity to hear more from you as well for all our audience. And yeah, welcome to the podcast and please introduce yourself. Thank you so much um, for this opportunity, Priska. Absolutely. Yes, um, we were introduced, I think, through a common friend a year and a half ago. And I think right during the pandemic, right during lockdown, (laughs) as we are still in it. So um, my name is Claudia Bruce-Corte. I'm uh, currently a key account manager working for the Swiss market in Swiss German market with Red Hat. Um, an open source technology um, leader on, on the market. And I have been in the IT industry for about six years right now. Yes, but um, also never dreamt of it, never thought of it, always shied away and stayed away from it. And today I do tech, I do sales, all the things that I uh, uh, swore to myself in university I would never do. <laughs> Yes, and this is exactly what I thought it was so interesting because your background is completely somewhere else. Tell us, what have you studied before or where did you start your career? So so the thing is, my dream was in the very beginning, I wanted to become a doctor. So I, I'd, all my life, I wanted to become a doctor. I did almost, I think, everything read about doctors, watch doctors, I mean, Grace Anatomy, right? So, and that was my dream, but very quickly... I think at age 16, 17, I understood that, well, I really love languages. I have like a love for languages and affinity to languages. And I also love everything around our society and culture and politics. So I studied political science um, in Germany. And after that, because I really wanted to change the world, I wanted to enter the United Nations and, um, you know, and and all, all of this other stuff. And then after that, I saw there was an opportunity for me also to look into things. I was very interested around everything management and project management. So I then did a master's in France, also in public administration, because I didn't want to leave completely the public space and really wanted to enter basically um, the European Union. That was always the dream. This is what I was heading towards. And that's why I studied all of these different languages, because this is kind of an asset and you have to have this cultural background. But then, well, <laughs> they see a, they say many roads lead to Rome. I never <laughs> really got to that point. And I, I landed in sales and IT. Understanding that if I look at my trajectory and I look at the jobs that I had done, I kind of always was in sales. 
but never thought that this was something I could really do. I never looked at this as if it was something to really do. And then IT for me was completely off chart. To me, they were the nerds, right? In, in university, I had friends that did computer science and engineering and they slapped open their books. I was like, okay, all these formulas that you're trying to explain to me, just don't try it because we're not going to go anywhere. So, you know, it's very interesting. So I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm not getting it anyway. So just, you know, but somehow not understanding at that point in time that I was already in IT because everything I was using, everything I was doing, all the applications that I was using to make life so much easier for me, for my day-to-day job, everything touched around IT. Everything was digital. But there was not really that consciousness that I could be a producer or a consultant of digital and digital transformation than just a consumer of it. You started with Salesforce then, right? Uh, no. when you, or what was the first job you had in IT? So basically, I worked with a uh, IT system, in, uh, system provider, uh, basically a consulting company, a partner for Cisco's, a um, small partner in Bern, started off there, worked for roughly five years there, and really got an understanding of what IT basically was. As another point, side note, I was living in France back then when I started in IT. So when I got this opportunity to come to Switzerland, it was, okay, you start in a, in a position where you do not know anything about sales, you don't know anything about technology, and you don't know anything about the country. And I said, yes, of course, I'm going. <laughs> That's, not... <laughs> That's the right Absolutely. attitude. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, yes, of course, let, let, me just, let me just, what do I have to lose? I had nothing to lose at that point. And I said, let me, let me figure, figure it out. So I really got to learn what IT meant from an infrastructure per, per, uh, perspective. That's where the company that I used to work for resided, really consulting CEOs and CEOs and CIOs on infrastructure, on building the right technology, architectures, that that sort of stuff. And then more and more and more, of course, as a partner, we were also partnering with other technology vendors. And there's where I really got to understand where the different parts basically fit in within a business why applications were important for a business, why performance issues were, you know, important for a business. Because it, it, for me especially, it was getting an understanding of how does IT pertain to a business as a whole and what impact it has for that business's um, services, product, and also clients. And then switching from there, so the partners were Cisco, they were Red Hat, Oracle, so I had basically a, a bunch of everything. And switching from there, gaining the experience and gaining also the confidence, and I think this is a great one, um, as in, okay, I think I really like what I do and I like the industry that I'm working in, even though I don't see lots of women <laughs> in it. I then switched to Salesforce where I got to have the opportunity again to become a leader or lead a market in which I was the first and, and the only one um, within Switzerland. And we grew, we, grew, we grew the business, of course, but it was then at a, at a much higher scale, much more international. And I wanted that international exposure. I wanted to also move up a little bit from the infrastructure layer towards the application layer and the service, the, the service layer. And then now with um, Reddit, I kind of do everything. Everything I have learned over the years comes in the accumulation of the current position that I'm in right now. 
it sounds to me that whatever you would learn in a computer science degree, you learned on the job. So you came with more or less no knowledge. When you started your first job, how did you get to this point? Was someone telling you, hey, look at this job, that could be something for you? Or was it yourself that you felt like, oh, I just apply for this job? Or how did that start? <laughs> That's a very good question, because the thing is, I neither applied for the job, nor was I um, kind of recommended or referred to that job. I will, all I was looking for was jobs straight away. And I, I mean, I was a newly grad. I obviously posted my application um, towards different job boards um, on LinkedIn. And then some a headhunter basically saw my profile and thought, hey, she speaks German. She speaks English. Well, interesting. But I didn't know, little did I know that coming to Switzerland, well, German is not really the German that I'm used to. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> but during the line and really getting an understanding of what it is that IT does, what it is that IT means, technology means, digital transformation means, and AI and, and all of these different things that we need towards transformation and making lives better and making businesses better. To me, it was like, okay, I think this is something I would love to know and love to get a, a better understanding of. Now, what frightened me, however, and I must be honest there, was I didn't have any knowledge about it. I didn't know the industry. I didn't know what, what was coming at me and that I needed to, because I was mostly in an environment where it was all male, number one. And the second thing, people that really studied computer science. So I come there with some few weeks of uh, sales uh, experience within the IT industry. And then I'm working with people that have 15 plus years experience, not just around the consulting part of it, but also into the nitty gritty bits and bytes into it. And that was something that frightened me in the beginning. But understanding that IT is not just that, it's not just bits and bytes, it's not just code, it is so much more than this, gave me the confidence that yes, I can really focus on the skills that I love, that my passion, that is sales, that is presentation, that is consulting, that is really helping people and businesses make an impact on their services, their product and making it better. That was where I really gained the confidence, okay, I got this. You're talking about like starting at a place where you knew nothing. So it must have been really overwhelming to have all these different things. How did you start? How did you start for yourself to say, okay, this is what I need to learn first and then this and then this, or was it just, you just went with flow? Or how did you approach this? So the good thing is that I immersed in a program which is called the CSAP program, the Cisco Sales Accelerator program. And that was for partners at that time. So that program basically gives you an understanding of what IT is. Really, you start from the basics. It gives you a good foundation of what it is that you need to understand. And then on the other side, it also gives you an understanding of why it is important. So what helped me personally was there was a module called linking internal solution, IT solution towards business problems. And having studied political science and having taken a lot of different business models also, to me, that was where I naturally gravitated towards. So in my head, I had to make a choice and getting a structured and formalized understanding of then I had to translate IT to business. That's how it worked for me. So when they said, okay, we, we need to modernize our infrastructure, okay, and, and, and we have problems with our Unix um, and storage, but 
why? For me, it was asking why constantly. Why is that important? Why do we need this? What happens to other business units, to other services and products if this problem is not resolved? And this is what really helped me get an understanding of, okay, we need to modernize infrastructure because we want to bring up new products and services, new application. We want to have a faster go-to-market. And if we don't do this, customer satisfaction is, for example, deteriorated, or we, we, we are not that fast, we're not that innovative. These are the things that really help me get an understanding of what IT is without having to go into the bits and bytes. That sounds very much like uh, Simon Sinek, uh, start with why. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's a really good point because a lot of uh, our members and candidates, when we talk to them, they feel overwhelmed about this situation. They're very interested into the tech industry, but they're overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. And what you just explained, I think that's a great starting point also for a career. It's starting with why. Why do you want to do this? Yeah. And then get from there to the next point and see what opportunities are in tech industry for you yes. and for your why. Yeah, what, would you recommend then anyone to start with these kind of programs? Because I think there are a lot of um, companies out there who have similar programs in place. So this is something you would recommend as well. A hundred percent, yes. I would do a program like this anytime again because it offers tremendous value. Yes, it is tough to get into these programs, but even there, there are people out there. I, I would recommend anyone who wants to enter these programs just reach out to the companies or people that work within these companies and have a chat with them. Tell them, be open about your ambitions and your, your whys and have a conversation with them. Ask them how did they enter it because they can really provide you value as in what it, what it means and what it takes in order to enter those programs. And then secondly, the programs themselves, they provide you with immense value. One thing you have to bear in mind, nobody expects you to be a top performer at the very beginning of your career. What people expect you to do is really just show that you're hungry and that you're really, that you're really open to learn because the tech industry is disruptive. It is innovative, it is fast-paced. So you have to be willing as a person, I think this is really a mentality thing, to go with that flow and to go with that shift and to get an understanding that what you have learned five years from now might not be relevant within the next five years or within the next 10 years even. So you have to constantly evolve and be on the lookout. But if you're in a person that loves new stuff, loves to have a good challenge kind of way in day-to-day -day life, the tech industry provides great, great value for you. How did you feel about your team members? You had a different study, you did this program and you started working. And I often hear from the company side, that this is not good enough because you know we have a similar program as well for software engineers and i often hear from companies that that's not good enough and i i'm absolutely with you i believe it is good enough to start and to build up your career but that you also need this opportunity to really apply the skills you learn in such a program but what is your experience then with the other team members you were working with like you mentioned already Oh, you felt like, oh, they all have this computer science degree. I'm not as good enough. How did they react when they started working with you? And also later when you changed jobs or companies, what was the perception of your CV when they looked at it and saw, oh, mm -hmm. you did this big switch from political areas into tech area? Mm -hmm. So I think it's an absolute valid question because um, 
I have I have felt that that way myself in the beginning. I think for me it was this imposter syndrome because I didn't study anything technical. I, I said nothing financial, nothing technical. I really shied away from that. But what helped me was really the ability of sales and consulting. This is something I've been doing all the time, presentation. And I think you should really focus on what you're good at before you focus on what you're not good enough. Because I think it really depends on what you amplify, right? Of course, it is, it is easier said than done. Because when I was there six years from now, I wasn't talking the way I'm talking right now. However, it switched. And this is where the environment comes in. I was in an environment where, yes, we were all male. And yes, I had some challenges with some of my colleagues because they thought, mm, where is she coming from? And what is she trying to, to tell us in this context? But I also had the support of my managers, basically, that were seeing something within me and just pushed me, pushed me at times beyond comfort. And I think this is good because I was adapted towards it. And they thought, well, if she can come from France, leave her family and everything behind and come to Switzerland, we believe she can handle it. So they really put on me things that I thought I couldn't handle. But looking back, yes, I was more than capable of, ha of handling it because, again, I came with no experience. I didn't know nothing about the territory. I basically have to, from scratch, build a pipeline and the territory of accounts, be everything within the sales cycle from, you know, beginner to post-sales to art. I did everything. But it really showed me the trade of what it means to become a real good IT consultant. Mm -hmm. And having people tell you you're not good enough, I would say ask around a little more because those people that are asking you directly or are telling you directly, well, they just have one side of you. But ask your family, ask your friends, what are you really good at? What do they really appreciate about you? And if you need that boost of confidence, by all means, go for it. But by all means, also look beyond your direct colleagues that's what I did I looked be I looked to other peers and colleagues I read different articles I mingled at different networking events with other women also I looked for other women within the industry because we shared the common denominator which was okay we are all in this type of imposter syndrome people telling us it's not good enough whereas it was even more than enough but people were just willingly not trying to accept us as we were. And as a side note, those that told me I wasn't good enough for the job came back to me within that job and told me, well, actually, you didn't need to be babysitted. So that means you basically did a good job, but I didn't know really how to tell me it was a good job. So they packaged it in a way that I still got to understand. OK, so you do believe in me, but you just can't say it. this is what you can face and mm -hmm. I'm very transparent about it because I think we all face things within our jobs that we keep quiet about and when we keep quiet about we think it's normal it's not so I want everyone to come out with it share those experience and then you just get to understand okay other people go through it too and it doesn't mean I'm alone but it means that hey there's still a support system out there for you we do this podcast actually for for our members to help them getting into tech to be honest i think we need to play this to the companies as well because a lot of companies don't see what you just explained that you have this motivation this this eagerness to be challenged this uh, this power to really try something new and 
I feel we need more managers, leaders, co-workers who understand that the support system is very important to bring more diversity into the tech industry and also to give this confidence to women or any minority who is in the tech industry that they feel comfortable and good enough to do the same. Absolutely, absolutely. Because one, I, I did a workshop uh, a while back, which was called I'm Remarkable with Google. I think um, you were also partnering with Google, I saw, um, to do this I'm, I Am Remarkable workshop. And in a context of diversity that we're living in today or, or globalization that we're living in today, you cannot, as a leader, you cannot not see that they are just different cultures. When you work with different people, they're people, cultures, mentality that do not work or that do not function according to the book. That means that there are certain prerequisites, there are certain motivators that you have to put in place, certain environments that you have to put in place in order for them to really shine. But if you quench that shine in the very beginning, you might not be able to excel at the full potential within the company, which costs the company so much more in the long run than having somebody who's bringing their full potential. People come into work and they're not themselves and can't bring their full potential because they're afraid of saying something or looking stupid. I had that, but I did it anyway. So I, I think it's on both sides. It's on the candidate side. By all means, you're going to look stupid anyway. So just use especially in the very beginning, especially if you're starting out, especially when you're fresh graduate, make all the mistakes you can make because it has absolutely no influence on your career. I repeat, no influence. I did every mistake possible in front of customers, behind customers. I did everything that should not be done. And I did it anyway, and here I am. Be because I learned so fast from these mistakes. You do them one time, you hit yourself against the wall. Okay, you see it hurts. Next time you do it better. And on the other side, the companies have to really give you also that room to grow, that room to experiment, that room to fall, not to fail, but to fall. And when you fall to make things better, to you reiterate. I mean, that's what IT is all about, right? Agile development, agile software development is a really taking reiterations after reiteration and making the product so much better than it was before. That's the same kind of mindset we have to apply to our candidates that work within our companies. Absolutely. And there were great invention done by falling, trying to invent something else. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. When you look back now at your career today, so you, you've done a couple of changes with companies as well. What would you tell yourself starting off? Like what do you think has changed your perception maybe as well about the whole tech industry, about yourself, about your skills, capabilities, expertise? How did you see yourself in the past years? I think the way I see myself in the past years is that I have pretty much evolve and also become a person or at least amplify the person that I, I knew I was all before already. And that is a person that is really bold and outspoken, that stands for what she believes is right, be it in the tech industry, but also everything that pertains to the tech industry, in particular, everything around diversity and inclusion. And I'm so much more vocal about it nowadays than I used to be before, because when I started, all I wanted is to belong, to belong into a place that, however, was not really designed for people that looked like me or that were of, that were of my gender. So 
I kind of try to fit into a square hole, if that makes sense. Understanding that, well, it was never meant for me to fit in. So I decided then I'm going to stand out. And if I'm going to stand out, it's going to get ugly at times. It's going to get messy at times, but it's still going to move into the direction that I want it to be. And those companies that are open enough, willing enough to move us towards that direction, to include more women, to include more diversity in general. And that is not just women, that is Asian, that is Blacks, that, that is so many different things those companies will really make progress because the bottom line is as a company, you win. We all win if we, because we make better products, we make better services. Our bottom line is so much more better if we have a diverse perspective on how we have to serve our end customers. So I think this is something that I see myself having evolved. Out of that, I have formed a group called Iconic Women, the Iconic Women Circle. And Iconic Women Circle's perspective and mission is really to help women, in particular women of color, to navigate the workspace in a much more confident way, help them really attain jobs, negotiate salaries, negotiate packages, really become the great voice that they already are, but amplified within their respective roles. Mm -hmm. And this is something I think five years back, I would have never thought I would do. But today, being the person that I am and understanding that there is room for that change and there's a space and also a responsibility for all of us to be part and be an engine of that change. This is how I see myself having evolved in a good way. That's amazing. And uh, thanks a lot for sharing this. I'm looking forward to see Iconic Women grow as well and evolve as well. It's great to get all this insight from your side and hopefully we can support many of our members with this encouragement as well (laughs) no absolutely also because i mean i i have two kids right i have a daughter and a son for me it is very important for my daughter especially to see herself represented in an area that naturally is not represented of her so this is the reason why i stand so firm being in the industry in general be it it or whatever industry it is because i want her to have a proper narrative and a proper representation of who she is and who she wants to become because this is something that i lacked growing up this is something that i see a lot of our community members lacking growing up and this is why i love also girls in tech and tech face and what you do because it really helps break down those perceptions that we don't belong because you just as me has taken it into our hands that well if a door is not there we're going to create that door ourselves and create a key and make a space for ourselves and have a seat at the table and take power into our own hands and also build what we need to be built and Mm -hmm. see the change that we want to see in an industry that needs it so badly. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more to that. Where do you see then tech going? Like, I feel that there will be a lot of opportunities coming up for everyone in the tech space, but where do you see tech is going to? What, how can we prepare ourselves for the future of tech? I think tech is heading towards uh, a tremendous adventure, a tremendous adventure based on so many different factors. Tech today that we know is not tech that we used to know 20 years back. Tech has become so much more intelligent. Tech has become so much more faster. And this pandemic has really showed us the capacity and the capability of what tech can become and do. Everyone is going online. Everyone is going on the cloud. People are the backdrop of this pandemic, have come up with really creative ways of changing their business model. And I think this is the beauty 
and also the engine of where the tech industry is heading towards, bringing new innovations into the healthcare sector, into the education sector, into so many different sectors that for far long, too long, have shied away from tech or have been tech averse. The finance industry, there's so many different disruptions that are coming up. Also, when we look at AI, when we look at data, the new gold, basically, I think there's so much more that needs to be done around these type of technologies, crypto, you name it. There's so many different huge, huge trends and huge, huge colors that the tech industry is a carrier of, but it cannot really be completely successful if we do not have the people, the right people with the right skill sets, the right mindsets to translate these different solutions into real proper and innovative solutions for the human being. Because at the end of the day, tech is not just making out, it has a responsibility to make lives better, to really bring ameliorations towards different industry and to save lives at the end of the day. And we're back to the point why. Absolutely, yeah, that's, that's it. So if any of our listeners want to get into the tech industry, they're like you, not yet in the tech industry, uh, but would like to break in. What is this one recommendation you have for them? This one advice? Don't be afraid. That's, I think it, it sounds fluffy, but that's the way it is. Don't be afraid. Just do it. Hit up somebody specifically as actionable advice. Hit up somebody on LinkedIn that works in a tech company that you admire, ask for 15 minutes of their time, tell them where you stand and the reason why you reached out for them. Nobody, I've, I've done that so many times, I have never ever had anyone telling me no. People are willing to just talk and share their advice. Once you have that, you know, they will direct you towards their job boards, apply, just apply. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. And it starts all with not being afraid of doing this. Don't, don't be afraid. And mm -hmm. once you have that mindset, you're not going to be afraid of anything because when you enter the tech industry, it's not done, right? It's not that, oh, I got this like university. Oh, I got my degree. That's it. No, it's not actually. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. It's not. It doesn't end there. Mm -hmm. New innovations are going to come. New th things, applications, software, different things will come onto innovations will come onto your table and potentially you will be the one to present it you will be the one to uh, make it better to amend it don't be afraid just mm -hmm. take it up because mm -hmm. there are so many other people willing to help with that type of project so mm -hmm. with that mindset of not being afraid keep it until you retire <laughs> <laughs> or even after <laughs> or even after <laughs> thank you so much for sharing all this that was really inspiring and powering and i think you're one of the greatest role models we have here in switzerland showing how we can thrive as as women in the tech industry and thank i hope you, so much, you will be um, inspiring a lot more but before we close now this podcast i have three speed questions for you and i'd like yes to let me know what's on top of your mind. So yes. the first one is, who is your favorite female role model? It has always been Oprah Winfrey and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom, I said Oprah first. <laughs> and what is your most important skill? To be bold. And the last one, what is the best advice you were ever given? Never stop. I think that's a great ending to this podcast. <laughs> Thanks a lot for being our guests. And Thank you, Prisca. I'm looking forward to hear and see more of you and your career.
Thank you so much, Priska. It was my pleasure to be on this podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Don't forget to comment or rate us on your podcast app. Never want to miss an episode again? Sign up now for our newsletter on techface.ch or follow us on Spotify or wherever you are listening to podcasts. Stay tuned and build your best career in tech.